Welcome to the Searching for Happiness podcast, where you can be open and vulnerable about your mental health and past, diving deep into everyday lives as we try to find the true meaning of happiness in ourselves. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Searching for Happiness podcast. I am your host, Joseph Grable, and today with me, I have Steve Hartfield. How are you doing today, man? Hey, 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 hey. How you doing? I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good, too, man. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I'm really excited to tell everybody about your background and uh, how we met and, you know, see if they can learn something from you today, my man. For sure, for sure. I know every time I talk to you, I learn something, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) you're a very informational man uh you know from being a veteran to uh having an engineer degree to now a filmmaker man you're a very you know seasoned man in my opinion so thank you again for uh coming on and uh, being a part of this anytime man i appreciate i appreciate being here yeah of course man of course uh like again like i said so grateful for you to come on you know this is uh i've i've told you about this a few months in advance and it's been a it's been a while, but I'm finally glad we're finally here doing it. And uh, you know, right before you leave too, unfortunately. But you know, we cannot wait for yeah. you to come back, man. Let me trust me. Yeah, man. You know, and I gotta tell you that uh, I always want to be able to follow through on everything I say. And uh, you know, this city just takes us to so many different places. And I always want to remember the people that I develop my skill sets with and my foundation with. And, uh, you know, I definitely will never forget, you know, when we connected, you know, just to be able to see if we can work and collaborate together. And this is just only one of the first of many collaborations that we'll do together. Of course. So, of course. One hundred percent. We work you know, really well together. And, you know, I think we became really good friends because of, we have the very, you know, like a lot of my friends, we have the same mindset. You know, we both want to be like uber successful. You know, we both want to be in the real estate. We both. You know, we both want multiple companies, you know, the whole the whole nine yards, big yeah. movies, big TV yeah. shows. We want it all, you know, and it's uh, it's honestly fine. It's really hard to find pe- hustlers, man, like that. It's the really eye hard. of the tiger. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's really hard to find people that just have the sauce, man. And, you know, that's why we connect so well together is because, you know, a lot of conversations we have, I cannot have with regular people. And that's not like bagging on people or anything. It's just that, you know, like our conversations have reached like a level of intellect that I'm really glad that we're, I'm at my age having with you, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Critical thinkers find each other, man. Oh, 100%, dude. 100%. I totally agree. Critical thinking is by far the most useful tool I have in my entire like mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I got to tell you, like a lot of people, when they see the world, they don't see, you know, what's really there. They see their emotions. And, you know, you have to imagine as emotional creatures, we always look for different things to be able to place a label on. So then we can be able to justify, hey, it didn't happen this way because of this, you know, and we never take that self accountability. We never really take time to actually think through what we're doing in life. And we never really just understand that as long as you can be able to be open minded and really just think about the moment that you're in then you can be able to find a solution because the solution is always in front of us. It's never where, you know, the universe is just going to hide things from us because it wants to help us. And so you always will see either a good omen or you'll see a sign 
But if you're not willing to think it through and be able to take those actions that you need to take, man, you just sit in a cycle of emotions and you, some days you're feeling good. Some days you're feeling bad and you just don't know why you can never get that momentum that you want because people are just, just like, Hey, I want to be this and I want to be that. And when they get a loss, people just don't understand that you have to think through, okay, what did I do wrong? What can I do better? And then, you know, readjust, but you know, common sense is not so common. No, dude. Squeeze is on, man. The squeeze is on. Like a lot of people here, uh, you know, they get caught in survival mode. And, you know, I think when everybody thinks about Los Angeles, they think about manifesting their dreams. They want to either, of course, you know, work in the entertainment industry. But I know a lot of people here that came to work in real estate, people that want to work in business and thought L.A. was a good launching pad for them. But they never understand the barrier to entry here in this town. Because you have to be able to just kind of lock yourself in and just see through those smoke and mirrors. You know, this town is good on giving you something and then delivering something else to you. So, you know, yeah, most people you, are just like, oh, I got to pay the bills and you never get out of that rat race. Oh, no, I, I, I completely and utterly agree. L.A. will eat you up and spit you spit out. Spit you out. Over and over and over and over until either you leave or you get it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I, I totally... I totally get what you're saying, man. It's a it's a rat race, and it's a it's it's a unique world we're living in right now. You know, especially since uh, you know, um, I, I think I forgot to even mention this to our audience. You're also an author. Um, you know, the Seven Navigators. Yeah, um, man. A awesome book, man. Uh, you know, I learned quite a bit from it. Uh, the Seven Navigators, from what I got, is more or less a spiritual guide to yourself, and you know, a higher power towards the end of the book. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm not, uh, personally, you know, a religious man. Um, you know, I have my own, you know, lifestyle, like my own life events that have not made me as religious. Uh, but your book has brought a little bit more light to that for me is made me kind of accept it more, I guess you could say. And it made me view it in that perspective. When you talked about chasing, you know, faith and you talked about, uh, chasing also your spirit and then also chasing your uh, no you you talked about sorry you talked about fearing your creator mm -hmm. yeah correct because um a lot of people you know they limit religion based on you know the ritual that we all know you know for a lot of catholics and you know christianity they always stand up and sit down throughout the service mm -hmm. um, a lot of southern baptists uh that was my foundation when i started my journey and a lot of Southern Baptists, you know, will be able to go and just have certain things we do at every single church. Now, that doesn't take away from the meaning of the of the ritual. But, you know, in 2021, we just have to be able to think a little bit uh, more, you know, beyond just what we're used to doing, because the environment that we're in is always changing. The world is always changing. So, you know, as Christians, you know, my duty is to be able to take the truth that God has given me in my walk and how to apply it in this new and ever changing world. And I have to be able to maintain my foundation and my roots so I don't forget who I am when I'm off into this new age of technology and social media and how to communicate the same message for a new group of people. And, uh, you know, it's not easy, but what I'll tell anybody is that you know, it's truly about, you know, your spirituality and what value you bring to the world. Now, no matter who you are, what you believe in, I feel like everybody lives by a certain set of principles that will either make your life better or make your life worse. 
Some people call it faith to become, you know, uh, cognizant of an unseen force in the world. Now, you know, it could be some you can explain by science or it can be some that you just believe in. But either way, the result that you're looking for is things that you always talk about, things that you always think about, questions that you have to ask yourself so you can be able to understand that whoever brought you here, whoever that you believe your creator was, that's going to be the entity that you have to be able to hold on to as you're going through those tests of morality, because we all have a cognitive sense of right and wrong. You know, I think the laws that are in this society, you know, it's created to guide us towards a certain, uh, you know, path that, you know, our government wants us to go into. But when we're talking about spirituality, we have, you know, natural laws that we have to abide by, such as the law of reciprocity, that whatever you give, the universe will give back to you in, in turn. So you have to be able to understand that, you know, as a person living that spiritual experience, you know, you're a spiritual being living a human existence. So you just have to just understand that guide your spirit towards right. And then when you can start to understand that, hey, whatever brought me here is bringing me here for a reason. Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, yeah, definitely. You emphasize that a lot in the book. And um, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more, man. Um, you know, with your book, when you're, you know, just going off what you're talking about, you know, you have to, you know, go through ups and downs in life. You pointed mm -hmm. that out in your book as well. Uh, again, everyone, the seven navigators um, available on Amazon and other bookstores. Um, you pointed out in your story that you have had multiple ups and downs. You know, you flunked out of college when you thought, you know, you were really going somewhere with it. Um, and but you still went back. Yeah. You know, and that's an up and down. And, you know. Just off that brief little, you know, concept of, of an up and down, um, your book kind of goes a little tiny bit more into detail about all that. But it's it's the never ending battle and it's a never ending journey that you're constantly having to learn yeah. new things and do new things. And you emphasize that a lot in your book, how important it is to go do those things, too. It's very important to, um, you know, take care of yourself. It's very important to um practice um i could say i guess you could say a hobby in a sense to distract your mind to get you yeah. a new level of yeah. appreciation for something you know um a, a big thing um with your book and the uh how i connected with it on a spiritual level is like you were just saying like it doesn't matter what you believe in who you support you know it could be real it could it could not be you know, what, what is most value is what you find value in it. And if, you know, if somebody or something is telling you that it doesn't exist or it's not real or there's no value to it, it's like, that's all up to you to believe. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. all up to you. Like uh, people tell me all the time, oh, you know, you're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And it's like, I could let them believe I could, I could allow myself to believe that and sit on my ass and do nothing. Or I could take that and use it to believe it even more. Or just, you know, throw it away. And that goes with mm -hmm. religion, your job, school, everything. Like, it's, it's, your book taught me that lesson after overall reading it and kind of sitting back and like thinking about it for a bit. It was just like, this book really showed me that, like, regardless of what anybody thinks, like, you gotta believe what you believe in and you gotta push your way to whichever top you wanna get to mm -hmm. and let nothing stop you, like, whatsoever. Like, 
And I, I, you allowed me in your book to understand that at a spiritual level, a religious level, and a personal level. And that's what I loved about your book so much, um, you know, and I'm very glad that uh, I'm actually friends with you. You know, you're my only friend that's an author. So that's like, <gasps> yeah. yeah, so it's like it's, it's cool to be friends with an author as well. Like you, uh, you have so much useful things. You're already saying useful things. We're like 13 minutes into it. You know what I mean? So I'm very, you know, your book is really good. Um, I definitely suggest that everybody should check out The Seven Navigators by Steve Hartfield. Available on Amazon, definitely. That's where I got mine. Um, it's just, it's a really good read, man. Um, I can't, I can't even stress it enough how good of a read that was. Yeah, man. I call it an airport read. Yeah, because it's not, it's not a long, it's not a long read no. either. You finish it, you'll finish it in like a three-hour flight. Oh, one hundred percent. I, I think I read it like, because I've been breaking it up because, like, personally as a reader, like, I can't do that. But like, if I really like counted all my time together spending on it, it was about three, four hours. Yeah. Easy. So, you know, it's a, it's an easy book. It's about, it was a 117 full pages of, uh, written word, um, not including the conclusions and the introductions. Um, but like you said, it's an airport read. So, um, it's a good, if you're, if you find yourself kind of very feeling very distraught right now and you just need a quick fix, I would highly suggest the seven navigators by Steve Hartfield. Um, you know, it was, it's been my quick fix this week. So, you know, um, it helped me really level myself back out on my mindset of what I want and where I'm heading because this week I've had, you know, personally a few people, you know, uh, even last week, you know, with like the NFT stuff, you yeah. know, people try to get in your head like, oh, you know, that's just not real. This is not, you know what I mean? So you can't let people, your book allowed me to like re like evaluate myself, be like, why am I letting these people get in my head when I know like what I own and like what I bought and you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they're projecting their fear onto you. Exactly. Cause if they're exactly. not in a position to invest in NFTs, then, you know, of course they're going to deny other people to do the same thing. Like, I don't want you to get better than me, exactly. you know? And I think when people start to understand there's opportunity out here for everyone. Exactly. There's enough money the for everyone out here. And if you're winning, guess what? I'm a win too because exactly. I know you. Exactly. Your association. That's what I tell. I tell people, these people literally, like the people that message me, and I literally, I the first thing I say is I offer them to help them do it. Like, literally, that's the first thing what? I do. I was like, yo, I was like, dude, like you can go on OpenSea and do this. And, you know, uh, someone called me out, like, oh, like, how can you afford it? I'm like, bro, I'm like, it's a bidding process. I'm like, I don't even got to pay the full price. I'm like, it's a bidding process. Whoever wins the bid, like, Boom, you win. Like, that sounds like eBay. It's literally Come eBay on. for artwork. That's it makes, all it is. It makes sense to me. Exactly. You know, it's literally the highest bidder wins. And then, I, you know, I just got, you know, I saved a bunch of money, got lucky, highest bidder won. Boom. You know, like, but, you know, that goes back to your book, too, is like, you don't have to allow people to get in your head like that. Mm -mm. And your book emphasizes that. At least I, I would say a good six pages throughout the whole book or a good double that because it's both both pages both sides so about 12 pages of solid just advice on how to pe get people you know don't believe that bullshit you know get out of your own head um in one way or another you know it, it might not be said directly but you know he your wording in that book is so well done too um that i at times was like oh that's one way to put a sense, you know, like yeah, there's a different ways to put things or 
you would put examples in there. I'm like, that's, you know, that's one way of looking at it for sure. So, yeah, I definitely love to be a storyteller. And, uh, you know, I was I was a part of Toastmasters back in uh, 2016, 2017. And I just really believe in improving your communication style so you can say more in less words. So I don't have to give you like a whole encyclopedia of knowledge. I just need to give you 117 pages to get the point across to you. Exactly. So I want to give you the most information in the least amount of words possible. And I try to be able to explain things just just briefly enough to where you get it. And it just kind of helps, you know, guide you to a new like a way of thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I think also, um, you know, you're a very intelligent man. So, you know, your type of wording also takes a type of level of intellect and it also takes a yeah. type of level of education, too. Um, I think you'll notice as you're reading the book, if you decide to buy it, and I will put the link in um, the bio of this episode, guys. Um, if you decide to buy it, you'll realize that, like, things things also seem to just work themselves out. They do. Through the process. Yeah, they definitely do. Like, I just, I was, I'm going through a, uh, you know, quarter life, 30-year-old crisis right now. But it's not a bad thing. But, you know, I just call it, it is what it is. Yeah, see, that's what you, you figured know? out. I, yeah. I, I just watched a video um, two days ago. And it's like the thing about older people is they have figured out that it is what it is. You know, and I think once you trust that and you just understand the world is going to operate a certain way yeah. until the end of time. Mm -hmm. And as much as we want to change everything about the world around us, we, we can't do that. It's it, it's it's impossible because it's not if we can't actually accomplish the goal, but there's so many things that are connected to what it really means to change the world. You think about financial implications, political implications, mm -hmm. you think about organizational structure, and it goes down to the point where people's livelihood depends on certain lies that are being told by the world. Mm -hmm. People have leveraged their whole lives to be able to attach themselves to organizations and, you know, groups of people that are trying to give us negative messaging in the world to give us, you know, the, I guess, the lowest existence possible. But, you know, I think as we understand that and we understand how the world works, we can still operate to our greatest potential within that world. And then we can be able to impact the people that we touch. So, you know, I wouldn't worry about, you know, being the big success guru right mm -hmm. now. Just worry about being your best self today. And then when you become your best self today, you not only impact the people that you touch, but you also impact, you know, mindsets that you surround yourself with. Because if somebody doesn't believe in you now, then when you actually become that level of success that people try to quantify, then they become a believer. And that belief, it starts to be able to rise and starts to get bigger and bigger because, you know, we all understand you don't believe some until you see it. And, you know, nobody is going to be able to put that amount of faith in you until you put that faith in yourself. So, you know, when you understand that, listen, the world is going to operate how it's going to operate. Let me just focus on me, focus on my family, focus on what's important. After a while, everything else will come as a byproduct of that. You know, and I know it's a lot of people, they just they, they, they're just so intent on being able to be the biggest advocate for a cause that might come up. 
you know, and I mean, especially in this country, there's so many crises that is happening every single month and everybody mm -hmm. tries to stand on a soapbox every month for a whole new crisis, a whole new, you know, uh, type of drama or terror that's going on in the world. When we all have to be able to understand that that's never going to stop, you know, and we just have to stop being, you know, so emotionally attached and we have to have empathy, but you can't let that shake you up on what your mission is. You know, if you focus on your primary mission and you have an eye towards what's going on in the world, then you can be able to understand that, hey, the world is going to move one way, but I want to move the other way. And I can be able to change that world by changing my world first. And, you know, I personally, I don't know everybody that's listening today, but, you know, nobody's perfect. We all have our problems, but we just have to know that. If we can just take some time and think about how we see our personal world, then we can see, okay, what can we adjust about the way we see things so we can be able to change our reality, you know? And I'm not talking about the people within our world. I'm talking about, you know, when stress happens in your life, how do you handle it? And when nowadays, when stress happens to me, it is what it is. <laughs> Wow, man, that was, uh, I was just enamored with you talking right there. Just like, I just learned a lot, you know, oh, just, just, you, just from what you were just saying, man, you're, you're totally right, man. You know, and, uh, I also noticed as you're talking the, uh, pastor in you, man, I noticed that Jeez, I know dude. you used to, I know you used to do that. And I could tell, I could tell, I was just like, I was like, you know, you, this man has it in him still. I was like, I could tell, you know, you're going to, you're going to be a motivational speaker someday, bro. Trust me. I just know you're going to be being like up on stages, like giving speeches, taking those 80 grand checks, be like, all right, man, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, that's the dream, man. I mean, not the money part, but you know, helping people like that, you know, like getting to that level of motivation, but I could see you there, man. Cause you just, your level of like the way, like, I know you guys can't see it. Cause unfortunately this episode is not on video yet. Um, but he, you know, he was also the way he was just speaking, like the energy his body was giving off. You could just tell that, you know, what he was talking about. They really loved what he was talking about. And, you know, that meant I think that's what helps a lot of motivational speakers, too, is they always love what they talk about. Yeah, dude. Like um, I tell anybody that, you know, the best like people, they don't give you words. Yeah. They give you emotions and passion. Exactly. And, you know, the words I might say may be more, you know, eloquent and articulated. But, you know, Joseph right here is sitting next to me and, you know, just just the hairs on my head, you know, those kind of moments where stuff resonates. That's how you know that you're in your wheelhouse. Whatever talk that you talk about that really arouses you and, you know, gets you up and moving and going. That's what you want to focus your life in. And trust me, man, like it's going to happen. And I feel to. like, it's going you to. know, this whole journey I'm going through now with the move and, mm -hmm. you know, my career right now, this is just adding to the testimony that I have. And I mean, you know, exactly. 10 years from now, I will be pleased to see like where I end up because, you know, as a competitor, as a warrior spirit, you know, I always try to push myself to the next level. And I never think about, you know, the pressure that comes with it because I actually like appreciate the challenge. Yeah. You know, because most people, especially men in our in our age and days, they're not willing to challenge themselves. And, you know, they just are just content with being comfortable and complacent. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no matter what's going on in the world, I still want to be able to handle it. 
So I have to be able to challenge myself to keep myself sharp, you know, keep myself on point. So even if like something happens in the world and it changes overnight again, like it already did, right? I'm ready. No matter what's going to throw at mm-hmm. me, I'm still going to be successful. I'm still going to be a winner because that's how I work. That's how I start to think through things. How does the world work in our reality? Not how do I feel about the world? How does the world actually work? Now, how can I operate within that reality and use my creative energy and passion to put more positive energy to this new reality? Now, obviously, you need capital, you need an idea, and you need a work ethic that will want to get you there. And then once you are able to kind of put in that time and effort, then you just have to trust the universe that there's enough abundant opportunity to where if you give something, you're going to get it back. You always do. It may not be in dollar signs. It may just be another opportunity and an important contact or just in a good bit of wisdom. It always comes back. You know, um, I think a point, you know, that's been circulating through these uh, past like 10 minutes is that, you know, just be yourself, guys. Mm. Yeah. That's, see, I mean, that's one thing Steve does not have a problem with is he's himself every day. He wakes up. He's ready to go to be himself. And it's because he's figured out that the sun don't stop for nobody. No, no. You, you, and the sun doesn't. It just doesn't. Jeez, he, man. He's got, he's got, I call this the sun don't stop for nobody mindset. I watched a video. Um, I think it was Kevin Hart or some, some, some famous comedian. Someone famous comedian said it. And he said the sun don't stop for nobody. And, you know, ever since that in my head, I look for people with that mentality. And, you know, you're, you're one of the very few that I've met out here with that possess that mentality. You know, like the sun don't stop for nobody. And it you, should be more people, but it should be, but it's just not. It's just mm-hmm. not, and including myself. Like I'm not even at that level yet. You know what I mean? Like, and you're there because I'm, I'm in the there. room with you. Exactly. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You see what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I'm working on it. And so, you know, that's another thing I think you brought up that might people might have missed too is that always just be working on yourself. Yeah. Always, no matter what, no matter who's telling you what to do, you can't go work for somebody else for eight hours, 10 hours a day and come home and not work for yourself. It doesn't work like that. If you're never going to progress in life, if you do that, unless you, unless you want to be like that, you know, some people just, they, they don't want to do anything and you know, they don't have big admirations and then, you know, that's fine. That's Uh, fine. But if you have big, big dreams, like just remember like the sun don't stop for nobody. Your, uh, your job is completely replaceable. mm -hmm. You, you know, you just get up, Work on your shell. You know, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how long you said it takes. No, no. It doesn't, it, it, you know, there's people that are like Mark Ruffalo. He didn't get cast for like 11 years. See, now how do you handle that kind of thing though? Exactly. You know, I'm trying to figure that out too. The I'm wait. I'm, yeah. I'm trying, I'm like f- about four years into this and I'm still barely making money and it's driving me crazy, man. So to do it for 11 years. Yeah. And see, that was his personal journey. Exactly. That's Nobody could have got through that, you know, same exactly. experience, but he did it because that was his personal path. I, I can't imagine the amount of challenges that he had, exactly. the nights and emotions that he had to go through year after year. When am I going to get my break? When is it coming? And it finally came. And it shows that no matter what, if you just keep going for it, it's eventually going to come. It doesn't yeah. matter if it takes three months. 10 years, 20 years, your point's going to come and look at Mark Ruffalo. Now he's the incredible fucking Hulk. 
You got to withstand the storm, bro. Even the exactly. Hulk can do it. The Hulk did it, bro. Exactly. And that's the Hulk. But still, like, you know, we can do it, too. We can have our own little Hulk he, in us. He was all of us at one all point. All of us. He was literally all of us at one point. Yes. We all have that. And that's what I'm saying, bro. We just got exactly. to withstand the storm, bro. Trust that it's happening. It's happening. It is. It is. It doesn't, you know, in, you know, whoever's listening uh, anywhere from around the world, uh, you know, guys, it's so one, first and foremost, I appreciate everyone listening today. Um, But you guys, it's it's so important to be yourself and to really just pursue things in life that matter to you, because, you know, Steve can tell you, um, even though I'm pretty young, I can even tell you that life is too short to dwell on, um, Things that what could have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you know, do you want to look back 10 years from now and be like, damn, you know, maybe if I would have pursued that career, maybe I'd be there right now with this certain person. Or I'd be, say, for me, like, if I would have never moved to Los Angeles, maybe 10 years from now, I would have been like, man, that could have been me on the movie screen right next to that person. You know, like, you should always take the risk, especially if you're under 40. Mm, yeah, you should always take the risk, especially if you're under 40, because even if you're under 40 or even 45, 50, y'all are only halfway through your life. Yeah, only halfway know? through. And so, you know, this ideology of retiring, too, is like, you know, you people retire to live out their dreams, too. You know what I mean? But you don't have to be that you don't have to wait that long either if no. you yeah exactly and you know that's what i love about you is you know when i first met you i i had of course i had my you know business background as well but like i didn't have as much knowledge as i thought i did in business until we met and i'd be watching like your instagram videos when you bought your house in texas oh man yeah yeah you know i was watching like all those videos and stuff and like you helped really helped me understand how money works and it's also made me realize you know you're like one of the very big role model out here for me because you know you have lived a very extensive life you have you know you're a veteran you're an author you're a pastor you know you're a, you're a filmmaker man and now now you're pretty much a real estate investor at this point yeah you know what i mean so yeah. you know i find you a very informational man that's why i wanted you to come on here and um like you've also taught me that like you can do a lot of things at like once. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like I obviously knew that from like entrepreneurs and stuff, but I think you're like the first person I ever met that was actually doing something like multiple things at once. Like you were, uh, being a filmmaker while you were investing in this house in real estate. So you can rent it out to your, was your mother, right? Your mom or your sis? Yeah. It's, it's a family home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a family. You yeah, know? for sure. But yeah. you know, you're still helping out family for sure. And that's the dream, man. Yeah. For me, that's the dream. Like I want to put my family at home. So, you know, I learned a lot from you during that whole process of you buying your own house with the FHA loan and yeah, you know, man. all that information. I had no idea about any of that shit before uh you know we became friends and so you know like you're very um you know you're very well balanced and i love it man and uh yeah dude uh business is um going back to being yourself sorry guys ah, <laughs> this come a business podcast real quick i know i know i know <laughs> i get so excited about business because it's just so there's the possibilities are so endless like once you understand business yeah and you understand how money really really actually works it's like, it's so exciting, dude, because it's like, wow, I could really afford to do this and this. 
while doing this and doing this at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like you just have to find ways. It's like a uh, cryptocurrencies. Like I didn't really know anything. And then I would watch your uh, crypto.com videos when you're, when you first got the card, like way oh, yeah. back in the month. God, and I started, I started looking at that, looking into it back then, bro. Cause I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I trust this man. He's got this thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I got it a few months after that. And then they just bought the staple center. Yep. So it's yep. like, you know, you, you, you're well balanced, you're intelligent and you know, you, you seem like you have a very good shoulder on your head or head on your shoulder. <laughs> I'm with you, you, man. You seem like you got a good uh, head on your shoulders, man. And, um, the shoulder head. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, uh, needless to say, I think you pulled all this off because you just simply yourself, man. Like, yeah, and people nah. don't realize that too. Is you did all this without being a douchebag. Like you're a really nice guy. You know, I'm. I'm. Of course, I've never seen you like super angry or anything. But I. That's that's the point. Like, yeah, I've never seen you angry. That's that's my whole point. Yeah, man. Like, um, I'll tell you. Uh, just you know, I'm never gonna be a perfect guy. Of course not. No you one's know? perfect. Yeah. I feel like uh a lot of things that you know as far as my personality. People either hate me or love me. Exactly. It's you know, the same here. Because I'm, I'm never going to be a people pleaser. I stopped being a people pleaser way back in middle school because, you know, I really kind of had to look at the people. I'm like, okay, do I want to be around this group or that group? Okay, at least I have a chance with the smart kids that were playing chess. And, you know, I used to play orchestra, so they would, you know, hang out the violinist. Yeah. So, you know, I like I knew I just back then when I was 13, 14 years old, if I hang around these people, Maybe I'll have a better shot to, you know, be an engineer and be successful and stuff like that. And after a while, I was like, I'm not going to try to be somebody that I'm not. And, um, you know, of course, there are people in the world that love me for it, people in the world that don't like me for it. But at the end of the day, I have to be myself. If if I'm Mm -hmm. somebody else, then, you know, I'm not really in my element. And then that's when I start coming off balance and start you know, just doing just, you know, just logical things because I'm not being the person that God has created me to be. And, um, you know, I know a lot of people, they deal with that, you know, identity crisis, you know, is real in this town and people want to be somebody different. And, you know, if you can only just maintain that foundation you were given and kind of just get back to who you are, the basics, keeping stuff simple for yourself, then you can understand that, Listen, as long as you keep it simple, everything will come to you. You don't have to go out there and hunt, you know, 10 different things. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. You know, I, be- I really believe in the idea of, you know, small goals every day. You know, I'm a very task-oriented person. And what I'll do is I'll have a list of things I want to put my mind on daily to manifest those things in the future. So, for example, if I want to keep my mind locked in the film and media, I watch a LinkedIn video once a day about, you know, cinematography, photography, you know, how to capture a great shot, you know, how to use lighting in the production studio, you know, those kind of things. Just a quick 10 minute video just to kind of put my mind in that place again. And then, you know, I might have a small workout task. I might have to go outside, stretch, do some push ups, or, you know, if I want to do some business activity, I might have to, you know, maybe put one post on my business page on Instagram or Facebook. You know, it just, you know, after a while, if you try to spread yourself too thin, you know, by consuming a lot of your time, then the 24 hours that you have will be taken away. 
But say if I did maybe five tasks that took 10 minutes a piece, that's an hour, probably 15 minutes to an hour total of commitment time that you give to your activities. And then the rest of the day, it can be flexible enough to where you can, you know, handle your errands, you know, do whatever you have to do, go to school, go to work, whatever you have to do in the world, you know. But if you just set small goals, you know, and just put like a timer on, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a little bit every day towards your dream, you know. And I know people, they talk about investing after your job, but after work, people are tired. You know, you got families, kids, you have pets you got to take care of. You're exhausted. But if I can ask you to give 10 minutes a day to your dream, can you do it? And most likely people will say, yes, you know, it's not a problem. But can imagine when you're going through emotional battles, when you're going through the valley, when you're going through a storm, can you still have the discipline to be able to feed your dream on that day? And that's what really, you know, takes you to another level because you can just tell yourself, okay, only 10 minutes, no matter what's going on, if you're having like a a crazy day or the worst day ever, can you give yourself 10 minutes to feed your dream? And those are the people that become successful because they understand the importance of compounding. You compound small things daily, eventually the opportunities will come. But you have to be able to say, listen, can I put my thoughts and my mental energy on this one thing for a set amount of time a day? And then make it easy for yourself. Know who you are. That's what I'm saying. Knowing yourself is not putting yourself in a position to fail. I'm not going to tell myself, okay, I'm going to watch a YouTube video for an hour a day. It's not going to happen. Not because I can't do it. It's because in reality, I love to sleep. I love to party. Sometimes if I'm working, I want to be able to relax a little bit after a long day and watch a movie and go to sleep. But say if I wanted to watch a 10-minute video a day, oh, I can do that right before I go to sleep give my dream a chance every day. And, you know, that's just my two cents, but I would tell anybody, you know, I know it's difficult out here. We all have our issues that we deal with, but, you know, being yourself, knowing how to put yourself in a position to succeed and how to give your dreams position to grow. So. I literally could not agree more, man. Um, That's uh, Honestly, um, I relate to that a lot as well because that's been one of my biggest successes. To my success is doing the small things throughout the day towards my dream. You know, um, you know, you know, I don't have to work, you know, nine to fives anymore, which is awesome, which is, you know, which is to me, I already feel like I made it because I got to that point, you know, living like a cowboy. Exactly. Exactly. I don't have to go, you know, do that stuff anymore. But like every single day after work, I would at least put 10, 15, 20 minutes in, whether it was reading a script, whether it was Something. watching an actor on YouTube talk about uh, how they did a performance, whether Something. it was watching a director break a film down. Mm-hmm. It's like it's 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 not even things that people think about. Like it's it could be such little things mm. as long as it portrays to your idea of your dream. Like to me. My dream someday is to be now an entrepreneur slash, you know, entertainer. Um, But when I first came out to L.A., my biggest dream was to be an actor and an entertainer, comedian. But my biggest problem was is I didn't spend my days working towards those. Mm -hmm. I spent my days working towards the behind the scenes because that's what I was going to school for. Mm. And slowly doing that compounded 
into what you're saying now. You know how you say like the more things you do, the quicker it's gonna compound and you yeah, know, you're bro. gonna you're gonna you're gonna you know grow a lot faster. So when I started kind of going off the track of acting, I'm to the point now where like I still I still love acting, but like I definitely think I've lost. I wouldn't say a love for it, but um, a need to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's how, and that's okay. Like, I think that's part of my journey anyways. But just by not working on those things is your love for those things can fade away too. Yeah, I call it like, you know, you have to bake a cake. Okay, it's the most simplest form that you can think of, you know, creating like a, a, a masterpiece, right? Now, you have to start with the ingredients. So for a cake, you need eggs, flour, uh, you might need a little bit of milk, you know, and you might need some frosting. You got to have a pan. You got to have an oven. Right. These are just things that it takes to build that finished product. But what if you don't have an oven? Now you have to take time to buy and work a job to buy your oven. You got to get a job to buy the pan. Then you have to just take the knowledge in. Okay, how do you even make a cake? You know, and I, I used to do uh, C++ back in uh, college, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll tell you that when you do a command, um, you know, a command of script, you have to act like your computer is like a four-year-old. Give it specific directions that are very small and detailed so then you can get to your end goal. So can you imagine that our subconscious minds work the same way? Give yourself a very simple, unique goal, like a unique um direction so then you can just say hey in order to get to the big goal i gotta accomplish these small goals first like a side quest you know 100 mm-hmm. and it, it also doesn't even have to be a dream it could just be something you want to get better at too yeah. you know come home um to go back off of you know doing the compounding thing i that's what i, I started doing um writing as well i and but i didn't start doing that till a few months ago mm, okay. like probably like four three four months ago but yeah. you know i come home right five minutes a day lately just Small like something just yeah. like my, my thoughts like man you know like fuck this fucking person that was on the fucking street like you know like, you know what i mean <laughs> Dang, like, yeah you know what i mean though like it, it could be something like that but i noticed doing that small five minutes that 10 minutes turned into 30 minutes there you go and then eventually turned into an hour so now like sometimes i'll write for two three hours straight whether it be a movie script, my thoughts, uh, your TV script, you know, whatever, uh, just any ideas I have of movie, anything, you know, um, and it goes back to the point to where like, no matter, like, it doesn't matter how long it takes, as long as you work at it every single day, you're eventually get there. Like I eventually want to be the point. I knew I sucked at screenwriting. I knew I was awful, awful at it. And that's why I wanted to start writing more. Mm. And now I've noticed that like my friends are even like I've had a few friends read it and they're like, wow, Joseph, like you're, you're like totally different writer now. You know what I mean? There you go. And you know what I mean? And that took four months max, max. And like, and you know, I'm still not even, you know, like a super good writer or anything. But it went from like my friends being like they can kind of like understand what I mean in my stories to like I have the full point like right there blank with still a twist, everything forest right there you know so it's just like but it's those small little things after my long days at school we'd have class sometimes for like 12 hours man during those directing classes and the production classes 
those are like 10, 12 hour days. Um, yeah. and you come home and I do, I don't want to do that shit. Trust me, I don't want to do that. But I was so mad that I, you know, I was like, you know, like if I'm going to be mad, I might as well just write it out. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I inputted it into my day. Like I still didn't want to do it, but I was so mad that like, all right, how's one way I can take out my anger without like, you know, doing anything actually stupid or sporadic, you know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, writing helped me a lot too with that. So if you're angry, like that's also another source. And I think it'll help. I think it helped me become a better writer too, because it allowed me to understand my emotions better too, as I'm writing. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's, um, I, I love the points that you're just bringing here. And I, I, there's not a single thing that you've said that I have not related to as an entrepreneur, as a businessman, as a filmmaker, as a normal human being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. But it's so, I can't believe I know you like genuinely, like, because you have such a background and you would never guess, like, you guys will obviously be able to see a picture of Steve on the podcast cover, um, but you you don't know him as a person like I do. And Steve is he's so unique. He's his own person. He like I like if I would have had him when I was like if he would have been my friend when I was like eighteen, I would have been already like where I should be in like ten years from now. You know what I mean? So like I hope you all learn something really useful from this podcast episode steve is definitely coming back you guys um round two round two and it's gonna be a lot quicker than you guys think um but round two is coming soon guys and you know steve you are like such an amazing friend to me man and uh, i really appreciate you coming out doing this episode for me man i know your schedule is really busy with the move right now I really appreciate you coming out, man. Anytime. Um, And I did forget to mention everybody that Steve also has a consulting company. Uh, Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So Hartfield Post Production, uh, HCLLC. Um, I started a veteran-owned business back in 2019 when I was at USC. And basically, it's a production company for event and fashion photography. And so it took me over a year to find my niche market. But now I offer production services for, you know, film and also models. And then I have a whole crew of people that we specialize in music videos, commercials, product photography, you name it. So I tell people, if I can't do the job, I know somebody that can do it for you. 100%. So, you know, you know, definitely. And I have a lot of friends that, you know, work in that uh, space with uh, work for Steve's company. My bad work for Steve's company. And, you know, it's always nothing bad to say about it so it's always you know fun and of course his website link will also be in the bio guys so if you want to check that out go for it um but thank you again so much steve um ladies and gentlemen you guys just heard from a very you know poetic uh smart adventurous and just all around great guy um you guys learned so much from this man i I wish I had more time and more information for you guys today, but thank you everyone so much for listening and we will see you next time.